0: Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the EarGlue Media Network. Save JFK, save his brother. And that's what I mean about the butterfly
1: effect. And then there's Vietnam. Oh, okay, so if you save JFK, then there's no Vietnam? Johnson was the one who escalated everything in Nam. If Kennedy had survived, no way does that escalation continue. Those boys would have lived.
2: Well, I get it, but changing the past to make it how you think it should be, it just seems. You think
0: Vietnam unfolded exactly as it should have? That recent American history was just hunky-dory.
2: That saving JFK is just a theory. You don't know what it's going to change. You know what I know? You save Kennedy's life. You make the world
0: a better place. God damn it. Al, don't you want to do any fucking thing that matters? I'm just saying you don't have any proof. You don't know that what
2: you do in the past is going to change anything here.
3: Go we'll see. What do you want? You want me to go stab someone?
0: No, Jake. There's a tree out there. Carve something in it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. This week, we start our discussion of the miniseries based off the Stephen King novel that explores the story of a man who tries to go back in time to stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It's eleven twenty-two sixty-three. 63 Episodes 1 and 2, The Rabbit Hole and the Kill Floor. And with me this week is the cheese to my burger. It's James. How are you doing, James.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, why am I the fucking cheese? Because you're, you're the
0: one who, who tops me, who, who makes me complete. And he's the toasted sesame seed bun that holds us all together. It's Rob. Rob, how are you doing?
1: So what you're saying is this show is shit without me since I hold everything together?
2: No. That's not uh, what he's saying. No. No?
1: going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? it either that or I'm going to pass out. Uh. I'm a little tired.
2: Isn't every episode one of those episodes? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't know. There was one where you were just a shit show.
2: That, like, yeah, that was last was, week where he couldn't uh, talk. Well that's No no, much... I'm talking about
1: you. Oh me. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. When when was I the shit show? Oh,
1: when like let's see, you were drunk before we even started.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good episode.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Who's or got last news? Or last episode where it was Will Smith all day, every day.
0: Fuck
2: Will it was Smith. A great episode. <laughs> well, it yeah. was a good episode, but fuck Will Smith. I got news.
1: What do you got? All right. I got some space news. Which well, lay is it fitting, on us. Which is fitting. All right. So, Space IL. Uh, it's uh, Israelis. It's an Israeli space program, a uh, private space program. Uh, they tried to launch the first uh, uh, lunar lander that was um, privately owned to the moon. Um, on it included a <laughs> DVD-sized archive of Earth's history. Um, unfortunately, uh, and this is where you would put in the wah-wah sound because the lunar crashed and... Was destroyed, and the archive broke as well. Oh, uh, yeah! Just to give you guys an idea, the archive consisted of 25 layers of microns-thick nickel. Uh, the first four layers had 60,000 images imprinted on them, uh, some of which included. Now, this the this is the awesome part. Uh, It included the English version, the entire English version, of Wikipedia, holder of all knowledge. Nice. Um, So, yeah, Wikipedia is a universal sensation now. (laughs) Or at Um,
0: least a a solar (laughs) system-wide sensation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lunar sensation, maybe. Um, But this isn't the coolest thing that I I found. I think I know Um, where you're going with this. Yeah, I think you do, too. Um, So there was a layer of dehydrated tardigrades in the middle of the archive. So right now, uh, there are tardigrades spilled all over the moon. Um, They are currently actively, the tardigrades are, currently working on uh, connecting themselves to the universe so that we can start time traveling, go to alternate universes, uh, create that engine that we all love from Star Trek Discovery.
2: (laughs) Best why can't news we ever. put? Why can't we launch all of 4chan into space?
0: Just the the 4chan archive or everybody that's on 4chan?
2: Mm. I'll go with just the archive because I don't really care that much. Or 8chan because doesn't isn't 8chan twice as bad as 4chan? Why can't we I just launch that's... those archives up there? I mean, if we're launching Wikipedia... Where Wikipedia is basically just anybody can go in there and edit it to say whatever the fuck it is they want it to say. Like I'm all for just launching eight uh, chan uh, archives up there and four chan and sixteen chan and whatever else chan they're going to come out with. Let's just let's, let if we're going to get all of our knowledge out there, like it's got to be. Would you really I mean, call
0: what's on four chan and eight chan knowledge?
2: There's a lot of stuff on Wikipedia I wouldn't really call knowledge. Well, I mean
0: Wik- Wikipedia has editors. They do some vetting of there's the, like three of the of new stuff. On no, there's more than three.
1: Yeah, there's three and a half. Frank, <laughs> how do you get a half? An Frank, Mark, uh, <laughs> it's Frank. He moonlights as an editor when he's not listening to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, damn, that guy gets around. He does. Yeah. He's not here today. Sorry. I don't think my voice could. I. I, I don't think I could do it. I could. I, I wouldn't it's do fun. Frank justice. It's fine. Yeah, I feel fun. bad now. What else
1: you got, Rob? Uh, That's all I got. What time travel possibilities isn't enough for you?
0: I was hoping that was it, but you never know. What do you got, James?
2: Nothing. I could talk about Star Trek some more. That seems to be the only news, like, stuff in sci-fi right now.
0: What's going on with Star Trek other than Picard's trailer? That's it.
2: It would would literally be, like, just the the dribbling uh, pieces of information that we're getting about Picard. Apparently, Jonathan Frakes says that uh, the Picard series is like 10 different movies. Really? I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I I, I don't. I think I know what he was trying to convey. At least I hope that I know uh, what he was trying to convey. (sighs) But I I have I'm hoping that he's wrong. I
0: think he probably meant it's like a 10 hour movie. So it's got it's uh, that, got like not, movie movie like production values, but it's still a continuous storyline. It's just like a ten hour movie. That's what a lot of series uh, are now.
2: Yeah, but um, I, I, I'm afraid that that's not really. I I I it, I, I have a feeling it's going to feel very disjointed. Uh,
0: I hope not. I really hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. But because like, we're going to be talking there, about it, and if it's disjointed. <laughs> As much as I love Jean-Luc Picard and Patrick <laughs> Stewart, stop. I will Damn definitely it. fucking punch down on that shit.
2: Yeah, no, I yeah, I get it. Like you, you punch down on a lot of shit, but all I'm saying is like there are times in Star Trek Discovery where it feels disjointed. So I'm just afraid that. I would know this I don't watch going... trash. Oh <sighs> man. Whatever. That's all I have. In other news. Jason's a dick. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's old news, That's, man. that's, that's old, old news. news man.
1: Man.
2: All right, well, I'm just making sure I mean, everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his I middle
1: mean. name is douchebag. I mean,
2: <laughs> Jason <laughs> douchebag. Is his last name Dick? Because that'd be amazing. Jason douchebag Dick. Uh,
1: well, what he's not telling you is his real name is actually Richard. So yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, that's his real last name. He has two no, no. That's his
1: first, real first name. No, he Jason uses Jason as a, No, Jason is a pseudonym. He, uh, he doesn't want anybody to know who he really well,
0: is. Well, you know
2: that people with two first names are typically dicks, anyway.
0: Are we done with the the name analysis? I mean, we could keep going. Okay, We've let's got do another. the nymology. Let's do this.
2: We can call it—I don't know—say a pod crawl, the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent insert deep pod crawl kind of like a space repository full of information
3: meet jake epping a middle-aged english teacher divorcee who loves hamburgers jake is friends with al the owner and proprietor of the diner where jake gets his fill of dollar 25 hamburgers One day, after Jake says goodbye to his ex-wife and eats a hamburger, Al, a guy who left Jake's table a spry hash slinger and comes back looking like death warmed over, shows Jake his secret, he's been selling 67-year-old hamburger meat. Al invites Jake to take a ride in his magic closet that transports the person back to October 20, 1960, a time when kids played baseball around shiny cars and factories and milkmen had randomly exploding milk bottles. Jake enters 1960, freaks out, and then finds his way back to discuss with Al. On his way back in, a reporter for the Hobo Times tells Jake he shouldn't be there. Jake heads back and Al tells him he wants him to go back and stop the Kennedy assassination. Jake is skeptical that going back can change the future, so Al has him deface a tree as proof. Al gives Jake the rundown, he went back, spent two years getting cancer, and now wants Jake to follow in his footsteps. Jake initially declines the offer, but after a sleepless night, realizes this is his chance to live his dream of getting magical past cancer. He runs to tell Al the good news the next morning and finds him dead. Jake takes all Al's stuff, and armed with the essentials like a social security card, driver's license and a sports betting ledger, he heads into the portal and back to the future. Sorry, wrong movie. Jake realizes he doesn't blend in with his Hendrix screen t-shirt and douche donut, so he gets a shave and a haircut and buys himself a sharp new suit and fedora. Jake takes his new FBI recruit look on the road with his newly purchased, and very low-key, yellow Ford Fairlane. After making, and winning, a bet that not even a hardcore gambler would make, he sets off to Dallas with his cover as a writer. Jake finds a place to stay in the attic of a boarding house and starts to track the ancillary figures in the JFK assassination like George de Morenschult. The past, as Al said would happen, pushes back several times by taking out a phone booth with a car so that Jake can't make long-distance calls and burning his boarding house down so he can't get a good night's sleep. Jake gets the hint and pieces out of Dallas and heads back to Lisbon. While passing through Kentucky he remembers an essay from one of his adult education students and high school janitor, Harry. Harry is a bit slow due to his father being a garbage person and killing his mom and siblings and putting a sledgehammer upside Harry's head. Harry is still haunted by the memories of Halloween 1960, and Jake gets the idea to save Harry and his family. Jake stops off in Holden, Kentucky, and finds room and board with the couple from American Gothic. Jake heads to the local watering hole to get some intel on Frank, Harry's heel father, and it turns out Frank already knows about Jake. Frank and his lackeys have a good night with Jake at the bar as Jake uses his cover story as a writer to get some information. Later that night, Frank and the boys take Jake to the slaughterhouse in an attempt at some country intimidation by smacking a steer in the forehead with a hammer. The next day Jake tries to subtly get Harry and his family out of town by offering his mom a weekend getaway to Lexington. Frank, however, gets wind of the idea, smacks Harry's mom around and then beats on Jake for trying to make moves on his not-quite-divorced-yet-wife. Jake buys a gun from what seemed to be a responsible firearms dealer, but nah, she was just kidding, she'll sell a gun to anyone. The night of Halloween, Jake stalks Harry's house waiting for Frank to show up when he's assaulted by the creepy stalker bartender with a knife, Bill. Turns out, Frank killed his first wife who was pregnant, and also happened to be Bill's sister, 12 years before. Jake convinces Bill, with the help of his revolver, that he's there to kill Frank and then hears the screams from the house of Frank saying hi to the family. Jake heads into the house, shoots Frank in the shoulder and then gets his gun knocked away. Frank and Jake scuffle about a bit while Harry's mom flees. Jake finally gets the upper hand and chokes out Frank with a lamp cord and leaves. Harry and his family is saved. Jake is in shock from killing a man and pulls over to wash his hands in the rain and roll bill confronting Jake with a JFK assassination news article and a gun credits.
0: So, nice uh, historical alternate history kind of sci-fi drama thing that uh, stars James Franco. What would you guys think?
1: I loved it. It's the best show ever because it has time travel in it. Of course. I figured
0: you would
2: like it. James, what do you think?
1: It's not sci-fi.
0: What do you mean it's not sci-fi?
2: That's what I thought, that it's not sci-fi. It's a closet. There's nothing science fiction about walking through a closet and going back in time. That That smacks, not of science fiction, but of a poorly written fucking story by Rob.
0: <laughs> well, no.
1: It is science fiction. Uh, um, I would have had a time machine, not science It <laughs> yeah, would have been like the oven. Have, that or would the be freezer. science
2: fiction. Yeah, if yeah. there was a fucking time machine, it would be science fiction, but a closet, goddammit, it's not a, a fucking time machine. So yeah, you're
0: figured, saying you know, go into the freezer. Means of travel. Turn it up yes. to 90
2: yes, is what determines
0: exa- science fiction.
2: Yeah, 100%. No. Absolutely, yes. No, absolutely yes. not. Oh, fucking. <sighs> So, so if there's a superhero that can go back in time, is that science fiction or is that science fiction adjacent? Well, I'm just trying to figure out the fucking rules here. This seems like this seems like it would be a science fiction adjacent rules. Where
0: we're
1: going, we don't need rules.
0: (laughs) Is the superhero's power time travel? Yes. Yes. Okay. Then it's it's. What would be considered sci-fi adjacent? It's a superhero the fucking movie.
2: Closet superpowers, time travel. The closet <laughs> isn't a superhero. It fucking. How do you know? It's trying. It's being used to do like good. It's like a portal. trying to do good. It's a portal. Oh, it's a fucking portal. It's a goddamn closet. What
1: well, on this portal? <laughs> In how this come? Portal. No, no. On, on the subject of this portal, how come? Other people don't like just come springing out of the closet. You know, they're playing baseball right there. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just imagining a baseball coming zinging out of that closet. You know, or yeah, something. I think I mean, only like, the people that
0: come back in but, time okay, but through the portal can go out of the portal.
1: Look, science fiction. Oh, so there's rules to this closet? <laughs> yes, they right.
0: established not, the rules at the beginning of the fucking show. Not the coming back rules.
1: <sighs>
2: Science fiction has to have—usually it plays by a set of rules, and those rules are that it's based somewhat, even if loosely, in science. In fact, this, is, this closet, this portal, is not referred to as a wormhole or a time machine. Uh, it's a rabbit any hole. Any other sort. It's a rabbit hole, which yeah. smacks a fantasy, not science fiction. I like. I don't have a problem watching this series. It's okay so far, uh, but this is. I, I am decidedly in the this is not science fiction category.
0: Okay, well, I mean you could be wrong. That's fine, but <laughs> <laughs> it is science fiction. Just because uh, that, somebody doesn't label a portal, a portal doesn't make it. not It's not, not a based portal. in
2: science. It's what? What's the science behind the portal, Jason? Time travel. That's not science. The science says that time travel might be possible. Okay. Okay.
0: So we're exploring a possible scientific phenomenon.
2: What's the scientific phenomenon? Which
0: would push it into time travel.
2: Time closet? Time closet? Is
0: that the phenomenon? So the method of time travel is kind of irrelevant here.
2: Wait, 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 wait. So then if... Let's, let's just, I want to play devil's advocate here for just a minute. Sure. So then let's pretend that I wrote a story about an entity that is spiritual, not alien. uh, And then could, you know, randomly pluck people and put them back in the past. Is this science fiction or is it fantasy?
0: I would say it's science fantasy. I'd say it's a crossover genre.
2: And then, and this isn't no, because <laughs> the the the
0: portal is an inanimate object. The portal is just there. It's the story around what happens as people use the portal. To how people. did the
2: how did the portal get there?
0: It's irrelevant to the story,
2: but inquiring minds want to know.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm feeling bad for the poor uh, construction worker as they're building that diner goes into the closet <laughs> for a smoke break. <laughs>
0: well, right. maybe the portal Ooh,
1: didn't get there until the after bum the closet is. was built. Uh, magic magic, magic closet is. doors.
2: You're not supposed to be here.
0: Okay. <laughs> not to be. Yeah, so the hobo reporter um, is a guy that we'll
1: see several different times.
2: Yeah, what the fuck is up with him? He just shows up and then disappears? Well, so We're not
1: supposed to know yet. That's yeah. the sci-fi of it. Yeah, he could be, be an alien.
0: So he's yeah, alien. we we don't
1: know exactly
0: what the what he is yet. We know that he's not. We know he's anachronistic, just like Jake. Um, but we don't know what role he plays other than he's just kind of a mysterious kind of guy right now. Is he trying to help Jake by? Steering him back through the portal and, and keeping him from changing the past? Is he the antagonist to Jake? Is he the one that's causing all of these strange things to happen to, as as the past pushes back against Jake trying to change it? We don't know yet. I can't I, wait I till a, we get there. Because I have, I have a so feeling you problems know. with that. Well, I've, I've, I read the novel long before this miniseries came out, so... Oh wait, there was a book about this. Oh yeah, this is based off of a Stephen King novel. Did you not hear the intro to this episode? I just
2: no, I heard it. I just don't care.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a a miniseries based off the Stephen King novel, and they follow the novel fairly closely. Um, they left a lot of shit out in the beginning, like in the novel, Jake goes back and forth out of the portal two or three different times because he keeps fucking up. He has he has several different things that he wants to do before he gets to Dallas to stop the Kennedy assassination and you know, the past is pushing back against him and so several times he's kind of thwarted in getting that shit done. So he resets, he steps out of the portal and steps back in which resets everything so he gets a second chance to do it. They, uh, they pretty much cut all that. There's my first problem.
2: Out. There's my first problem with this uh, with this show. Okay. So the dude dies, right? Like he explains everything to him uh, you know, one night, um, you know, this is what you need to do, this is what you where you need to go, this is what everything, you know, and you don't really see that. All you really see is Jake going, "No, I need to think about this." And then that guy throwing a temper tantrum and dying. Right. Right? So then Jake comes back the next morning. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But he's already dead. So it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. And he's going to go do it. So he gets in there. And then he starts. That's when you start seeing the flashbacks to, you know, this, this guy staying up for hours upon end, even though he's dying of cancer. Uh, and, and telling Jake all of this stuff. That was my first disconnect. I'm like, when did all this happen?
0: Yeah, it like it, you put- it happened that night initially. That's yeah, I'm not real fond of the the whole flashback reveal shit as it happens in the story. I would have rather yeah. them gone through the initial night of him telling the story of It his, had to have
2: been more than just the initial night, though, right? Because at one point the dude is drinking a uh whatever the old people drink, that milkshake. Uh, yeah, the sure, yeah. Ovaltine right. or whatever, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Sure. Ovaltine, that's what it is. It's fucking Ovaltine, Robin. Yeah, that's, that's what they thing. give old people. They're like, here, fucking Ovaltine. You have a great life. Enjoy some Ovaltine.
0: That's James's yeah. favorite drink.
2: Uh, anyway, uh, I've never had Ovaltine, FYI. Uh, and then, uh, and then, like the, one of the other flashbacks, he's eating fucking eggs and toast. Well, it was morning. No, he went. Remember, he went to sleep. Jake left and went to sleep because he was like, I need to sleep on this. Look, time travel, okay? Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so there's, there's issue number one. Issue number two, he goes in and he starts doing all the things that, that, that you know, this guy told him to do. Oh, buy a car. Blend in. Just get a boring car. You know, oh, he, right, right. He doesn't get a boring car. Right. Okay. You need to
1: lay low. <laughs> right. So it, go it, place it, a $3,600 bet.
2: But here's the thing. Here, that's where my problem with this lies. He places the this bet that's going to win him, what, 36? It's not, what, what was it? 35 to 1.
0: It was 30, 35 to 1. 35 to 1. He put 100 he, down.
2: Yeah, so 3,500 bucks. Yeah. Okay, so he gets 3,500 bucks. He wins it uh, in this small town, right? And so the, the guy who loaned him the uh, or, or made the bet sends one of his goonies after him to get the money back. Why not? At that point, because everything resets, right? Yeah,
1: go back through. That's a, that's what I was go thinking back too. through,
2: and then yeah. immediately just turn around and go right back right, in. Right. Everything is reset, and you've got the thirty five hundred dollars. You could do this literally as many times as you want to get as much money as you want, and eventually you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> Why not just right. do that? And then you can have then you have power because Bunny has power. And that will buy you access because later on in the show, he was trying to get access to JFK at the VIP event. And he couldn't get out. He, he had to sneak in and then he, he had to run away because they were like, you shouldn't be here. Because apparently that's the fucking catchphrase for this goddamn show. He could have just bought his way in and it wouldn't have been a problem. So that's, that's my big issue is like is immediately that was the very first thing I went to is why isn't he just going back and forth to reset this and making the same bet? a trillion times, well, the, and he's not wasting any time doing it.
0: The problem with making yourself a millionaire and then buying yourself into the VIP access to JFK's um, campaign room, VIP room, is that you are then a well-known figure in history. I mean, you've already changed the past drastically at that
1: point. Well, they don't need to know that he's a millionaire. Well, I
0: just I mean, thought how the, how the reason f- why that wouldn't work. How in the fuck do you think they're going to not know he's a millionaire if he buys his way into the VIP room? I mean, those are major contributors to JFK's campaign up there. I'd
2: have to go look, but I I don't know what the campaign finance laws were then. But you can only donate X amount. Now, to get access to the guy, you're right. It was probably, I'm going to guess, $5,000. Right. Minimum.
0: And so all that's of those not names really that are going to be on the
2: list. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's he's got a ton of that's the other thing that bothers me about this. It's a I like that it's one specific point in time and it can't move, but then it just forces you to fucking stay there for three goddamn years. Right. And that's that's kind
0: of the the onus of the story is he's going to be spending 3 years of his life and when he goes back to that portal it's only going to be 2 minutes. Yeah. And they, they, they explore this further in the book. Like I said, he went back and forth several different times because he kept fucking up. And one of the things that – so the big bet that he made in the book didn't happen in uh, Libson, Lisbon, Lisbon, Maine. Uh, it actually – he was in Florida for a while. Um, and he got in – started making a lot of, of different bets and, and winning. Although he was a lot smarter about it, he, he would also lose some bets intentionally too just to kind of keep his cover low. But eventually he, he won enough money that he got the attention of the mafia that was actually backing um, you know, the, the betting ring that he was using. And they came looking for him later on in the book. So,
1: so this was the Hillbilly Mafia?
0: <laughs> yeah, so they they kind of shorten that down, um, and it, it it doesn't quite make as much sense in the story in the in the TV show as it as it does in the book. But I mean, you gotta you got a lot more time and material in the book that you can
2: explore with. Right. Uh, the other reason this wouldn't work for him to do that to just make the same bet over and over and over, he would keep getting the same money. Right. So the serial numbers on the money would be the exact same. Right. Eventually, somebody somewhere is going to see that, and then they're going to be on his trail.
1: Right, dude. You think you think they uh, could track that that well back then?
2: Yeah, for from sure. A, from a back lot. Well, it, once they yeah, I don't. It, it would take a while, maybe the three years. I mean, yeah, as long as it's not an exorbitant sums. But here is the thing: he could never like you can't carry millions of dollars around on you. That that's it's right. not practical. And so if he took it to a bank to deposit it, if he had to blend in, right, he could never have a checking account because guess what? All the bills are the same, uh, like the exact same, the same serial numbers. The bank w- would see that immediately. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, that would, be, that, would, that would be an issue. Can we talk about the pushback, like time pushing back? Can we, are yeah. we there
0: yet? No, yeah, this is, this is a great point to talk about. <laughs> no, so, we're not. No. The the first time no. we see time pushing back is when he makes that large bet, and they follow him to the hotel, and then he, he's uh, he's fleeing the hotel, and that's and then he sees the uh, the hobo reporter directly in front of his headlights, has to swerve to miss him, although he probably could have just run right through him and not made a difference, but and then he sees the hobo reporter like teleport behind him in the road, so. That, that was kind of the first time we see uh, time or the past pushing back against him uh, after he made that, that, that really large bet that kind of
2: changed the past a little bit. Right. And then, so I guess here's my, he goes to make a phone call. He wants to call his dad, right? Right. Okay, so he walks to a phone booth and then they give you the flashback of uh, what's his nuts, burger boy. Telling him, which that's just going to be his fucking name, Burger Boy. <laughs> Burger Boy. <laughs> uh, Burger Boy telling him, you know, hey, look, uh, the past is going to push back. You're going to feel it. I can't tell you what's going to happen, uh, but you'll know it when you see it.
1: Yeah, uh, lights flickering. I get the fuck out.
2: Right. So he goes into this phone booth. He tries to call his dad, and all of a sudden he can't hear, and there's noises, and there's like a high-pitched whine or something, and he's trying to, you know, dad. dad and then it, it goes dead. The line goes dead. So he hangs up. And he walks out of the phone booth and then they, they do, you know, I think there was part of a flashback there. And so then he turns around. He's like, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try again because fuck this. I'm not going to let time push back on me. And as he goes to, to the phone booth, right, a car out of nowhere comes flying in, flips off what the fucking curb, right destroys the fucking phone booth and crushes the woman driver. Now, right. admittedly, women driver. Right. Oh, so, you oh know. man. It's oh. totally plausible. You can't I do that. I just did. At and least so, it wasn't me this time. Oh, shit. Right. So that's like a wrong thing to I mean, say. You
1: ex- yeah, you expect that from me, not from
2: you. <laughs> so he runs to the side. He sees the woman. And she's like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. And so then he freaks out. So time pushes back on him, calling his goddamn dad. Well, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> hey, just wait. Just, just wait. So then... Time pushes back again when he's following uh, the Russian, uh, the agent, double agent, George. George, Yeah. So (laughs) he's following him. And again, we see the flashback where Burger Boy is like, this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. But I don't know because I never got, but I don't know what's going to happen after that because I haven't been that far. Blah, yada, yada, yada. Carbs of the enemy. Right. That's what. So he goes in. Everyone wants to take his fucking coat. He's like, No, there's gonna be a fire. I know there's gonna be a fire. Fuck you, I want my coat. Fire comes up, like he you know, then a chandelier fucking fall. Right. <laughs> like time is trying to kill this motherfucker because all he's doing is following George now. That's it. He's not trying to change anything at this point. He just wants he wanted to, to listen. He wanted to call his dad and he wanted to follow George. And that's it. Those are the only two things. Like that wouldn't have changed anything, right? Uh, calling his Unless dad he was going to tell have his dad something, maybe if he would have said something, I guess. But later on, we get this this flashback when you're the the or no, this was when when the, right before the chandelier falls, we get the flashback when you're going to change something. It's going to be a drastic change. Burger Boy is like, oh, this dude's going to try to fuck with you. Time fucking hates you because you're trying to change. He wasn't trying to change shit. The bigger he just the change, to- the bigger the push. Right. He just wants to see who George is, is talking to. And when he gets, you know, turned by the CIA.
0: Yeah, no, I then, agree with that point. He wasn't yeah, trying so to then, change anything. He was just doing an investigation. I think they were just, I think they just picked that point to kind of show how, how time could push back. And I don't right. remember weird shit happening in the book at that point.
2: Yeah, I don't. It, it's strange, and it's even more strange when we get the to house the next catches one. on fire. Yeah, I don't care about the house. The house caught on fire for what? No fucking what? Uh, Times mad at him because he <laughs> followed George. So Times like fuck you. I'm burning the house down and killing this kid. Right. Yeah, that makes no sense either. So then let's fast forward to when he's going to go save Harry. Right. He wants to, to. He wants to stop Frank from killing his family and, and injuring Harry. What does time do to push back against this event that will arguably save, what, three different lives plus alter the life of this, this little boy who grows up to be a, a slow adult because of the injury sustained, right? Right. Four lives are going to be changed, not to mention Frank's life is going to be changed forever, altered, not to mention the fifth guy with the fucking knife who hates Frank who thinks Frank killed his sister. Five goddamn lives are going to be changed, and what does time do to push back? It gives him the shits. <laughs> 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 yep. Now tell me that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. Yeah,
1: well, you start with the shits. Eventually, you end up getting cancer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just their kind of warning. So, Look, we can uh, we can give you the trots, we or we can give you fucking colon cancer. So yeah. Hmm.
2: I'm just you know,
0: saying. I can't give him lung cancer because he doesn't smoke, so we're going to give a, you ass cancer. Of, isn't there some Well, he is in there? the 60s. He could probably just get lung cancer just from being in the 60s. That's, That's how true. I think <laughs> Al got lung That's cancer true. was he, no, was he was said just he in was the a, 60s. He
1: said he was a smoker.
0: Al said he was a smoker?
1: I swear I saw that he. I don't he, remember. No, he, no, any I don't think kind so. Smoking
0: no. memorabilia anywhere? No, he said he no. wasn't a smoker. And before oh. he went into uh, went into the he past, had he had
1: a checkup at his doctor, and his doctor like said a month he was
0: before. yeah ship shape. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like a month month before, and then three years later. Yeah, three
0: years in the six or two years in the sixties, he got lung cancer. Totally plausible. So anyway,
2: my, my whole point there was that time has its priorities fucked up.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Some of the escalation on time pushing back doesn't kind of fit the change in the past, and th- this this show isn't perfect. Um, and I some of the things that they've changed from the book, I think uh, were for the not for the best. But um, and I I, I hate going back and referencing the book, but the the book explained it just a lot better initially the thing that he tried to uh, undo was the, the campers that died out in the forest that Al was talking about earlier in the episode. Um, and the stuff that happened to him or that Al described happened to him actually happened to Jake. So um, he he got a flat tire one time. Wasn't able to make uh, make it to save the people. There was a tree in the way. He wasn't able to make it make it to save the people at that point. So he had to go back several different times to reset and try and save those people. But did he ever save those people? He did. Did he
2: get the shits that time?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. Whenever because this wasn't this wasn't <laughs>
2: Right, it was Jake's. No, I get it.
0: No, this this wasn't Harry's uh time when he was trying to save Harry. This was another um this was, well, that's what I'm saying. This like was him if ex- he's trying ex- to save lives, does it
2: just get, right. Does he get the shits if he's just saving lives?
0: I wanna say he's not
2: trying to like save like the life, like JFK.
0: I wanna say he did get like a super stomach bug whenever he went to save Harry, but it was a lot worse than what they depicted in the show. I mean, he could barely move. He was just you know shitting and He pinking. had to get the pens. Right, in the show, I don't think he did that yeah. in in the movie or in the book.
2: Did they have depends then or was this just like
0: a I don't know. I haven't I didn't look that up. <laughs> now, no. one thing I did look up was if the Ford Fairlane had an automatic transmission in 1960 because that seemed odd that he would
2: did
1: it
0: it did it did it was one of it, it used uh one of ford's first automatic transmissions so
1: that sucker that sucker was growly oh all
0: the i have all the fucking cars back then were growly
1: well no i mean you have the other cars driving by and they don't sound near as bad as that one man i i have expected that thing to like die in the middle of the road as one of those like pushbacks, you know, uh, especially when he was driving off after the um, after placing the bed, I was like, "Dude, that thing's gonna fucking break down, and he's gonna get his shit beat up," you know. But it never happened because it just it always sounded like it was on its last leg,
2: but it looked super nice, so I never thought that. That's uh, that's just the way old cars sound. Have you ever been around an old car, Rob? How old are you?
1: Um, I am. 37 now. You
2: don't even know how old you are.
1: Um, All the yes. time travel you do. Yeah, well. <laughs> fucking yeah. Burger Boy gets Throws cancer. Off.
2: Well, you don't. You just can't I, remember fucking how old you are.
1: Yeah. Um, no, uh, I've actually got uh, four or five Model As sitting at my office. Well, that, that, used, to <laughs> that used to run. That used to run?
0: Have you not heard of them run before? The 60s. <laughs>
1: Well, you asked if I'd ever heard of an old car. You didn't specify.
2: Yeah, I did not. Jesus Christ! I should Mm. have specified. So that would have been a that would have been a A used car. So that would have been like a fifty-eight or a fifty-nine Ford Fairlane. Shut the fuck up, Rob. No, (laughs) (laughs) the show's not that good. Eh,
1: It's all right. Define all right. I mean, it's all right, as in like. I don't wish I never watched it, but it's not something that, uh, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not Metropolis not good. It's more along the lines of, eh, this is intriguing the first time around, and then I'm done.
2: Yeah, I guess. I just, there's so many problems that I have right off the bat with this. Like, if he would have played it smart, he would have been able to make more money, even just the smaller bets across multiple, like while he's traveling to Dallas. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make some, make some bets on the way.
2: Right. Yeah. And if he would have blended in and not had the yellow car, which is referenced at least three times. Yeah. Like he it would have been much better. It's just, I, I don't feel like for somebody who's college educated, educated and has a modicum of common sense that he followed that. He was very excited to be in the past. Oh, but he, he was, didn't want to go in the first place.
1: Right. No, but he was very smart. You know, he threw his iPhone away.
2: Yeah, that made no sense to me right. Why did you take your iPhone with you? I know that they made this look like it was a spur-of-the-moment decision for him to go. But if I'm going in the past, the first thing I'm thinking is, is am I taking anything that that could irrevocably change the future? Irrevocably change the future. That's a hard word to get out today.
1: Yeah. I mean I can I can understand the clothes and stuff cuz I mean you're not going to have period accurate clothes that's the first thing you take care of. I understand that. But yeah, let's take the iPhone and
2: and yeah, why did uh, you have to get a shave and a haircut in the past? Why right? couldn't you have gotten a shave and a haircut in the present? I don't know. Yeah, had to make you know, sure
1: it was a 60s haircut, I guess.
2: <laughs> but you can get a haircut Oh, you can
1: tell the difference between a '60s razor and a, tw- a two thousand razor, okay? I don't think that's. I don't think that's. No, idea. probably not. Probably not. not. No, all our hair grows the same. Right. Yeah. Frank's a <laughs> psychopath.
2: Frank is a psychopath. So, dude, that
1: that that whole um, um, slaughterhouse thing like creeped me out the entire time. I'm like, dude, this is. I kept this is uncomfortable.
2: For- yeah, I kept waiting for uh for for them to turn it on him. Like it was obvious that they knew or that, at least that Frank knew uh that Jake was BSing. Like he yeah. didn't he didn't run into anybody. He, he couldn't figure out why he was there, but he knew that the reason he was there was BS. Right. So I kept waiting for him to do something other than just basically bully him. Which is all it was. It was a it was a bully yeah. thing. It was here. You kill the cow. Well, you're not going to kill the cow. Uh, then uh, I'll kill the cow. And it just it didn't make any sense. It was just bullying for bullying. Like why not just beat the shit out of him there?
1: Yeah. Why not?
0: I think he wanted to know what Jake was there for. I think he. Um, I think he was trying to intimidate Jake. To show him that he was the big dog in town, I think he was curious as to why Jake was there and and trying to get some information out of him. Um, I think, you know, if he had beat Jake up at that point, then, you know, Jake wouldn't have cooperated or or would have stayed away from him. He wouldn't have been able to, to finish getting information from him. He's not a totally idiotic person. He's not stupid, but he isn't smart either, so... Yeah, it was just this kind of country bumpkin intimidation tactic
2: that he used. I guess. I don't know. I just I couldn't. I Why not? If you knew you were getting played, why not just confront him? Like uh, playing the long game on something like that, the guy's in town for God only knows how long. You don't know what he's there for. What is it he wants? Confront him. What is it you want? Why are you here? I don't. I Maybe mean, oh, he was bored. Bullshit.
0: He lives in a small fucking Kentucky town. What else is he going to do?
2: I don't know. We fucking uh, take Par- sledgehammers to cow's heads. Yeah,
1: I was going to say play home. Well, you derby. can only
0: do that so many times before it gets dull.
1: I don't know. He no. looked like he enjoyed it every yeah. single time he has ever done it. Well, because I mean, they he's his a dad psychopath. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds like something I said. He's a psychopath. He is a psychopath. Alright,
0: any final thoughts before we get to awards?
1: Um, I I I was quite um tickled when he said that he was from the four oh seven seventh division.
2: That was Mash a good Right, but that dude, uh, the Edna's husband, holy cow, that guy, like you just think that like she like wears the pants in the relationship because he at one point he even tells oh, him. Oh yeah, that he, she's not someone to be Edna trifled with. is not right, a person
0: yeah. to be trifled with. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but then he tells him that story about drowning the German kid, and you're just like, what the fuck? This guy just went up a couple levels of creepiness.
0: Well, yeah, I think that was. I think they were trying to show that he was one of those quiet World War II veterans that don't like to talk about the war because of the shit that they did at the war. So that was that's kind of a a trope, right? the The quiet World War II veteran doesn't talk about the war. They just wanted to move on with life because they did horrible things in the war. Um, yeah. you know, I had a I had a great uncle who was in World War II. He didn't like to talk about it. I don't know why. Um, I was still young whenever he died, so I didn't get a chance to to really explore, you know, why he didn't like to talk about the war, or really even talk about the, the things that he did. But I know that he didn't like to talk about it, and that seems to be a common thread amongst most World War II veterans. Of course, most World War II veterans are dead now.
2: Um, uh, Vietnam veterans are kind of like that, too, depending yeah. on what they did in the war.
0: Right. And I think it's just, it, it may be kind of a, you know, you you went to war, you don't like to talk about that kind of shit type thing, so.
2: Yeah, uh, well, and I, I do like that this show didn't glamorize, romanticize war. I mean, war is hell. I mean, that's a saying for a reason. Right. So, I, I suppose I enjoy that, but anyway. All right, who's got awards? No Nobody awards. has awards. awesome.
0: Oh, I always have. <laughs> well, awards. thanks for joining us this week. Now, Rob, <laughs> who's got your black lung?
1: Um, I went with uh, Al, uh, but uh, I changed the award from black lung to red lung. To red lung? Why? Because yeah, he was he was coughing up blood. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have lung cancer. I know, but he never had the black lung because he never smoked, so I gave he him the in red lung. He was in the 60s lung. for two years. That'll give uh, anybody
0: lung cancer.
2: Well, fine, but he wasn't at the black lung. I'm fairly confident that listening to this show might give you brain cancer. I'd probably, yeah. and
0: herpes. Just ask Jason. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Over and over. <laughs> James, who's got your black lung?
2: Uh, everybody in the past, literally everybody <laughs> in the past.
0: Yeah, most everybody smoked in the '60s. I'll give you that. So my black lung is going to go to Arliss for rolling his own smokes. The only other person that I knew who rolled their own smokes was Red, and I think Red was better at it.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a some pretty. It uh, didn't look like tobacco.
0: That was tobacco.
1: It was, it was pretty, uh, uh, rough.
0: Well, I mean, I it was, know. it was tobacco. It was, it yeah. was rolling tobacco. So it's, it long was rolling. Have you never tobacco. seen
2: rolling tobacco? Yeah, I've seen
1: rolling tobacco.
0: Well, that's it what just, rolling it, tobacco looks it, like. It just, so
2: I'm guessing yeah. you haven't seen rolling tobacco.
1: It it kind of looked like, to me, it kind of looked like uh hemp or something like rope. No. Almost.
2: No. Were we watching the same, same show?
1: Apparently not. I was okay. I was talking about tar- I was looking at tardigrades. <laughs> you got Man. some tardigrade porn there? <laughs> Dude, I just want to go to a different universe. <laughs>
2: We want you to go to that universe. Yeah. Fuck you. James has got your head lush. <laughs> uh, Frank does, but not because he was drinking in the bar, but because he made his own in a bathtub that Jake was like, God damn, I hope you clean the bathtub first. <laughs>
0: yeah, Frank gets mine for the the same reason he made bathtub hooch. Uh, Rob, who's got your head lush?
1: I went with uh, Frank and the boys uh, there at the bar um, and I'm throwing, uh, I'm, I'm throwing, uh, shit. You're throwing What's shit? His name? No, Jake. I'm throwing Jake in there with them as one of the boys because, uh, they were putting them back. Yeah. They were, they were having which a good just time goes, at the bar. Yeah. Which just goes to show that, you know, he's not very, he wouldn't be a very good spy. Um, you know, if you're there to get information, you don't drink yourself, to where you don't care anymore. You know? You would think you would know that. I don't know. The long drive to the
0: slaughterhouse kind of sobered him up some.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And if that didn't, the uh the fly room did. Yeah, gross. Yeah.
2: That's nasty.
1: All right, Rob,
0: who's got your player?
1: I went with Commie George getting it on in the upstairs stage area. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now who was that was that was that his wife or it
1: looked like his wife yeah so he just he was
0: just knocking one out with his wife up stage
1: i think so because she went a different direction
0: you yeah know? she went over to, she the went to the bar he went, went into to the, the restaurant yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe maybe
0: they Maybe not. It maybe was Maybe that wasn't. Yeah, I don't Who knows? know if that was his wife or not. I couldn't I didn't go back to to look and see what she was wearing and and then compare scenes, but I thought it was his wife at at the time, and I thought it was somebody let's, different. But yeah, I let's guess just it go was with him, it's so. his
1: wife and uh they like the kinky stuff. I guess They're, so. I guess he just uh they, he had his meeting with the CIA after all. and
0: I don't know. Maybe that turns him on.
1: Mm. Maybe
0: he's got a CIA fetish,
1: or Jeff Goldblum fetish. Who doesn't
0: have that? Me, me. Oh, abnormal.
2: All right, James. Who's got your player? Uh, my my player is going to go. <sighs> uh, I was going to give it to Frank because obviously you know he knows how to handle a woman. Um. oh
1: that <laughs> no. We can't do that. Yeah. We can't. I mean, first off, you've already said women can't drive. <laughs> you can't well, throw that in there now, yeah, too.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, my my player award. I'm going to give it to Jake because he made quite the impression on that uh, blonde number in Dallas.
0: Yeah, and she's going to come back into play later on. My player is going to go to the Barfly in Holden, who came on to Jake as he uh, was ordering a beer. Did I lose you again?
2: No. 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 <laughs> I've right. just, I just, I didn't, I, I just, I, I'm trying to, in my mind, I'm going, how is a Barfly getting the player award? I
1: was trying to figure out who the bar, bar fly was. I don't remember that. Seriously? Oh do my you, god! Do you watch which one? It doesn't matter. Wait, 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 wait! And Next. hold it, hold it. Oh, when he first got. The, okay, yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm there now, dude. I watched this yesterday, off and on, while I was
2: not paying dude. attention. Exactly. Okay.
1: Love you guys. All right,
2: Rob. Who's this got your how purple hippo?
1: This show is to me. <laughs> Oh, man, my purple hippo is going to go to Jake right after the uh, first, uh, well, it's not a portal jump, um, rabbit hole excursion, um, closet ride, I, I whatever that stupid thing is. Okay. James?
2: Time. Time? <laughs> Time gets your purple hippo? Yeah, because it doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. I'm going to push back really hard because you're following somebody and then you're going to save lives and change the future forever. (laughs) I am going to fucking give you the shit. Okay. Yes. Time.
0: My purple hippo is going to go to Al. He tries to go back to save Kennedy and gets cancer instead. Uh,
1: Okay.
2: Way to go, Burger Boy. You got an award before you died, too. Oh, my God.
0: All right. Any final thoughts before we head out?
2: How many more episodes are there? Because <laughs> I'm already tired of this show. Six
0: more episodes. There's uh, me. Yeah. three more saddest episodes.
2: Can't wait. Fantastic. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Next week, I'll be back with all new co-hosts. Our intro and outro music <laughs> is Thank Welcome God. Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix" by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargloemedia.com forward slash discord, on Twitter at SATIS underscore podcast, or email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to eargloomedia.com forward slash status Patreon, and be sure to check out all the other excellent podcasts at eargloemedia.com. This goes without saying, but the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on this show are ours and might not be shared by your glue media or anyone else for that matter. For this week, I'm Jason.
1: I got nothing witty to say, so bye. You shouldn't be here. (laughs) You (laughs) really shouldn't.
0: And we'll talk to you next week.
2: Alright, restart your Discord, yo.
1: <laughs> we should have just kept going and like to- <laughs> totally, like, totally ignored him.
2: This is this best is, this show is, ever. Now the the Robin James show. Would have been amazing.